Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What is up, Dolph fans? And welcome to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. I'm here with Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie, I am Travis Wingfield, and guys... The good news is this team is in position to play a big game at Hard Rock Stadium here in week number two, but the bad news is, well, it started basically from the word go, Juice. Yeah, it was awful from the beginning. Three and out, two sacks, giving up long play, big run for the you know two-play touchdown right after that. This was one of the worst displays I've seen from a Miami Dolphin team since I've been a fan, in my opinion. There's been some other times we've had some rough ones, but to have an opportunity to have you know, go up, you know, 2-0, a home game against the Buffalo Bills, and go out there and just literally lay an egg. Offensively, defensively, special teams, it's, 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 it's unbelievable that that's what happened today. Buffalo, we knew they were better than what they showed last week, and we weren't up for the task. They were hungry, hungrier than we were, and obviously on all phases of the game, they went out there and showed it, man. So it was uh, disappointing, especially when your team looking at an opportunity to go 2-0, you know, two wins in the division, some of the hardest things we've ever had to do with our, our team, and to go out there and not even, you know what, not even show up, Travis. You know, Seth, last week the theme of our show after the Patriots' victory was that as ugly as it might have been at times, you come away with a road divisional victory. You're 1-0 atop the AFC East. You're feeling great about that fact. Now you have a chance this week to get the style points and get another victory in division and really take – I guess the perception of this team to another level, that obviously did not happen today. But I think the biggest news of the day was with that Dolphins quarterback, Seth. Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network says that x-rays on Tua's rib are negative. He's in a lot of pain. He'll have an MRI on Monday. But what's your takeaway from losing the starting quarterback on the second drive of the game, Seth? Well, well, yeah, it's a great point, Travis. I mean, look, this was ugly and ugly early. And uh, that's what's going to sit with fans as they're driving home here or turning the TV off and trying to figure out what they want to have for dinner because they've lost their appetite, but to lose your quarterback. Uh, and so, you know, Juice, you know, this one's there. You want to burn the tape and move on to next week and let's yeah. focus on, on Las Vegas. But when you don't have your starting quarterback, you don't know if you're going to have your starting quarterback. And it's not just any player on the roster, right? It's, it's, it's Tua. It's the starting quarterback. You've got to figure out what your offense is going to look like. And when a loss is going to sting beyond Sunday – that potentially could be problematic. And so that that is a concern. OJ, sometimes, you know, you, you bring the backup quarterback off the bench and it can kind of surprise the opposing defense in a way where they don't have tape or they don't have preparation for that particular quarterback, at least not to the extent you would the starting quarterback. But in this game, it almost felt like it was more of a shock to the Dolphins system because this offensive system is built around a specific skill set of Tua Tungavailoa. Jacoby Brissett comes off the bench, and they just look stuck in the mud all day long. Yeah, it really was, man. You know, we, we try to keep it quick, keep it simple, get it to our skill guys, uh, you know, early and often. 
and let them do things. And I think that was the biggest thing. Let's 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 talk about a little bit why it didn't work out. You know, you talk about what we do for Tua, but the game plan is the same. They don't have two game plans. You don't have all that time all week right. to put in two different game plans. So no matter what, Jacoby has to go out there and run that same game plan. Now when it when that happens, it becomes on the skill guys to be able to execute it. Our skill guys were terrible today. I'll be this be a one hundred with it. Fumbles, drop passes, not getting open. There were so many things that did not help our quarterbacks out. Not to mention, we'll talk about some more later in the show, I'm sure, the offensive line not giving opportunities either. So, I mean, it was a, a, a horrendous offensive day. I think the defense settled in after a couple touchdowns, but down two scores, I mean, after damn, you better touchdowns. settle in, right? <laughs> right. But offense was, uh, was absolutely garbage. Whatever that game plan was, our co-offense coordinators, rip it up and burn it. Don't use it again. Burn it. He said burn it. So, Jim, that is a concern, though, right? Look, sometimes in games like this, you start to see late in the game, I don't want to say guys check out, but you start to see more of those mishaps, more of those drops. Concentration is, is lost a little bit. But we were dropping balls in critical, right. yeah. critical uh, times of this game early, early. And, and guys who you're not used to seeing that happen from. So, I don't – you know, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, it's so funny, man, because things like that, do become contagious. It's, it's amazing how the trickle-down effect, one guy does it, the next guy does it. Now guys start pressing, like, oh, I can't drop one because this be guy, guy, that drop guy one? just dropped one. No, I can't drop one. You know, I can't put it on the ground, you know. And, and, and it's, it's amazing, especially when it comes to professional athletes. You know, you think that young guys, you know, in high school or, or college, they, they go through that. But when you get to this level, you've got to be the guy that stops the bleeding. You know, there was nobody out there to try to stop the bleeding. Make a big catch. Make one in traffic. You know, defense made a few plays, gave our offense opportunity to get back on track, and we still couldn't do it as an offense. You know, defense gave up what they gave up. You know, they held Josh Allen in check for the first half and ended up, you know, ended up being what it was at the end. But they gave offense opportunities in some short fields, and they just had nobody that stepped up and made something happen for them, man. Right. And that's, that's, that's frustrating. I always talk about it, man, when I was playing when – our offense was so bad, and our defense was so good. I just come off the field like I need. I wanted to go the long way to get away from the JTs <laughs> and the Zacks, you know what I mean, and all those guys and Sams and Pats that were on defense doing so well, you know, and giving us opportunities, and we couldn't do anything. That's how it felt in this game today where the defense was trying to make it happen, making plays, a couple takeaways, give them short fields, and the offense turn around and turn it back over. Or, you know, three and out or couldn't convert a fourth down. It's, it's pretty bad. Is this one of those instances where maybe the Buffalo Bills are kind of in the Dolphins' head in terms of that big brother, like you have to get over the hump type of thing? Because I think Seth said it before we came on the air, this is this is not a very Brian Flores characteristic performance out of this Miami Dolphins team with the right. miscues, the drops, the penalties, the blown protection assignments. I mean, it was just everything on top of each other. OJ mentioned there you contain Josh Allen. I think in the first half he was something like, 6 of 15 for 70 yards and a touchdown and a pick and like a sub-60 passer rating. This is a guy against the Dolphins, and his career has been over 110, the passer rating every single game he plays them with a bunch of rushing yards mixed in. So, Juice, is there an element of big brother kind of comes to town, a couple things go wrong, and you start to let that kind of cascade in your mind and you can't get over it? Like, is, is there a mental hurdle here with this Buffalo Bills team? Man, it's so hard to even call him big brother, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get that. But it's know, week two. Yeah. It's but, week two. Well, it shouldn't last, be that way, Juice. It's last year. You know what I mean? And it's the year before that. It's not just, you know, just week two. It's It's been – It's two of the last three games yeah, against this team. Yeah, this guy, now I think, what is he? He's 5-1, and 6-1 and one against us right now as a starting quarterback. So it's not just, you know, week one or week two, Big Seth. I think it's the fact that, you know, this dude is coming in here and he's, he's beat us up there. He's beating us down here, you know. And, you know, for me, let me backtrack a little bit. For me, 
be in my stadium and to hear it almost like a, an away game, yeah, that that kills me even more, man. You know, we 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 did nothing to take their their home crowd out of this thing too, man. So yeah, we are little brother them right now, and they are the cream of the crop in the AFC East and one of the cream of the crops in the AFC, maybe in the league. But so yeah, I mean, I yeah. But but is that going through? So Juice, you you've been in that offensive huddle on that field on that grass. Is that going through your head on the second drive if you're an offensive lineman trying to protect your quarterback, or is that going through your – are you thinking about Josh Allen's success against this team historically when there's an opportunity to catch the ball and make a big first down or, or, or score a touchdown in the end zone? Is that going through your head? Well, as an offensive line, they don't think anything about Josh Allen. That's but, what I'm but, saying. But what they're thinking about is how they just got their, their quarterback crushed, you know, you know, three and out with two sacks, and then they, you know, possibly broken ribs in the next series. That's that's their biggest issue right there. They don't think about that, but what they are thinking about is how that front four and maybe a fifth guy is coming at them and and making it impossible for them to make, you know, anything happen for us. You know, I was I was shocked at how bad the offensive line played today. Yeah, I, I really was, man. Getting Austin Jackson back, you know, um, you know, and honestly, you know, I mean, if it wasn't, <laughs> I mean, Jesse Davis. We lost our quarterback because of him, his play. You know what I mean? We, we got guys up there that don't take that pride that you see offensive linemen take, and they're leader, man. Josh Allen, he had zero pressure. He had a couple of ops to opportunities. You know, we could have got at him. He got out of there. But they gave him opportunities to throw the ball, man. When are they going to take pride in protecting their, their, their number one on the football team, which is the quarterback? And Jacoby came and had the same issues with him. On the play that he got hurt, we talked about it before we came on the air here, that it was a second, maybe a second and a half, having the football in his hands, and then, boom, he's planted and driven right to the ground. And kind of curious why there wasn't a flag thrown on that play. He got driven to the turf pretty pretty hard, and you saw him come off the field. He went to a knee, got back up, and went back to a knee, comes over to the sideline, goes down to the knee again, and then you see him get loaded onto the cart. And, man, I was, I was kind of having flashbacks to his time at Tuscaloosa there when he got taken off the cart with a very significant injury. But, again, the good news out of – the NFL Network reporting is that it's just a bruised rib at this point, x-rays negative, MRI on Monday. If this team doesn't have Tua Tungavailoa next week going to Las Vegas, I mean, that's a certain point. You talk about trying to game plan for a quarterback that, quite frankly, this offense was not built for. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a really good backup to come off the bench and maybe in a pinch get you a W in a tight game. That was not today's game, obviously, but maybe in a tight game he can kind of keep the ball close to the vest and play play smart, sound uh, game manager style of quarterback. But when you have to put up points on this Buffalo Bills defense, you know, it's just not going to happen that way. And then next week to Las Vegas, that offense can score too. So hopefully two is back next week, right, Seth? Well, absolutely. But I, but I would also challenge that a little bit, Travis, because to, to Jacoby's uh, credit, look, he threw the interception. Right? He floated the ball out there to, to Gasicki there. Probably had a lot more air under it than, than needed to be. Bad decision right there, but, yeah. period. If, he, if it had zipped it or with the air, that's, that, that ball's picked. And Buffalo picked. reacted to the design, too, because you had Jalen Waddle kind of take that defender off, and then they wanted to roll Gasicki behind it, and he tried to shoot that. And it was like kind of a turkey hole shot, right, O.J., where yeah. the, the cover two, but he put way too much air under it, like you mentioned. Sure, and but then he also put this team in a position to score multiple times the remainder of that half. And the thing that you just can't do, particularly against a team that has had your number, is you can't miss scoring opportunity after scoring opportunity. You can't get inside the red zone. There were three opportunities to score, and you had the fumble, you had an interception, uh, you go for it on fourth down when maybe you could have made a choice to get the field goal. You can't come away with zero points. 
So then, then you're really behind the eight ball. But I just wanted to put that out there is that Jacoby Brissett did move this offense. He moved it between the 20s, and he put the team in a position – or he helped put the team in a position to score, but they did not come away with points. And that's just not going to work against this Buffalo Bills team. What do you think of the, the aggressive nature of Brian Flores' game plan today or, or just the Dolphins coaching staff in general? Because you mentioned it, you know, they had, a, they had the opportunities, and it looked like a lot of time, O.J., they were going to say four downs, go for it. We're, we're not going yeah. to kick field goals because we know against this team. And, and it bared out that way at, at the end. It didn't start that way, but at the end you needed 35-plus points to win this game. But they're aggressive on fourth down. And I go back to Brian Flores earlier this season – Earlier this week, I should say, in his press conferences, he said you want to be aggressive, especially against this team. How do you think the Dolphins' approach to, to being so aggressive on fourth down and scoring territory, how do you think that had an impact on this game today, Juice? Well, you know, I thought at times, I thought it was um, – I mean, once you're down 14 nothing, I think, I mean, you, you've got – you have to try to find a way to get touchdowns at that point. I knew we couldn't beat them with field goals, and I think that's the way Coach Flo said as I was thinking at the same time. And I also feel like, you know – you. You want to score touchdowns all the time. But I think you got he got more aggressive the more we got down. Sure. He had to, you know. There was trying to find a spark. Trying to kind of trying to find something, man, to get these guys going, man. And and I think that, you know, moving forward, you know, Josh Allen and this offense is they're gonna put up a lot of points. And so we gotta find a way to put and we're not a team that has shown the ability to put up a lot of points. So with with that being said, I I it's always like when somebody's aggressive and they try something and it doesn't work, it's like, why'd you do that? Right. When it works, he's a hero. Exactly And right. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You can't yeah. celebrate the aggressive decisions that work and, and are some of the most memorable plays, not only in Coach Flores' tenure, but in, in this Dolphin team's history. recent history, yeah. right? You can't celebrate those things and then complain when, you know, your coach is trying to get something going when you're down by 28 points. You just can't, in my opinion. I guess you can. Right. But in my opinion, <laughs> I think that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Having said that, the one I do point to is after you have the, the fumble uh, with Keem Grant and Xavier Howard makes – just shows again why he is – I don't care what anybody does. says – the number one cornerback in the league and makes an unbelievable interception. I don't even know how he got his hands on that ball. It's like the ball slowed down for him to catch up to it. He comes away with it. You get the ball again in the red zone. you got to come away with points. And right. so in that situation – Coach Flores needs to make whatever decision makes sense for him. In that situation, if I were making decisions, and I never will be, and there's a good reason for that, but I would have kicked the field goal. I would have taken the three points to at least get something on the board. Because when you're chasing that zero all game juice, doesn't it start to haunt you? Yeah, it really does, man. And, and I'm with you on that. I think the biggest, in my opinion, like at the beginning of the game, you know, we're down 7 nothing. After we, you know, pretty much get the ball back to them, they go down, they score in two plays. But – Four for two on Buffalo's in Buffalo territory, and we go for it. That's a risk we don't need to take early in the game. Change field position a little bit, you know. I'm never going to – look, look. I'm the biggest homer out here. I'm the biggest Coach Flow fan and all that. But at the same time, though, when you're looking at that early in the game, only down 7 nothing, and you go for it on your own territory and give those guys a short field like that, I, I don't – I don't, I can't agree with, with, with that type of position, you know. Punt it down, see if they can go 80, 85, 90, whatever they got to do to score – you know, so, I mean, there's time to take chances to change the momentum, but that early in the game, I thought it was a risk that we didn't need to take at that point. It could have been 14-6 to six there at the end of the first half if things had gone the way we would assume they would have with the successful field goals and then also getting off the field on defense. I do want to come back and ask you, Juice, after the break about how you move on from a game like this because obviously everyone's going to be talking about bench everybody, fire everybody. I want to hear the <laughs> player's perspective on how you come back from a game like this. We'll also come back and hear from Dolphins head coach Brian Flores on tonight's game. Again, the final score, Buffalo 35 
Miami Zero. You're listening to the fish to the fish tank, the Miami zero. Dolphins post game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. We're back here on the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter post game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, fish tank and drive time. Coming your way, Seth. I thought we were uh, branded for both those things. There, you know, I, a little bit of. Hey, you slip a you slip a hundred yeah. bucks to uh, Solana. Yeah, you never know what you can get promoted here on the post game. Especially show. when you got Ron Burgundy in the controls here, reading exactly <laughs> what's in front of his face without taking a second beat I to look at it. I love that new intro. But we'll go with it. The fish tank. Fish tank is the way we do it. So <laughs> we're back here on the on the post game show though, talking about Buffalo thirty five, Miami zero. Sorry, I'm having a hard time even getting that out of my mouth right now. Juice, it's. Yeah. Sour taste in my mouth after this game, but um, I wanted to come back to you and talk to you about how the players respond to this because, you know, these types of games happen. Look at the Packers last week in, in week number one, got obliterated by the New, York, New Orleans Saints in a game where most folks thought the Packers would win that game and they have to find a way to, you know, quote-unquote bury the football and come back the next week. What's your perspective as a player on a game like this where everything goes wrong, everyone in the stands is calling you, a, you know, trash for, for lack of a better term, and how do you kind of bounce back from that? Well, you know what? There's a lot to learn from this last game. You know, a lot of this has to be gone, though. You got to let it go. You know, the first thing they've got to get over, first and foremost, is the Tua situation. You know, they have to realize that there's a great chance that Tua won't be there next week. And Jacoby's a, a veteran. He'll, he'll, he'll handle that situation. But the rest of the offense has to figure that out as well. No matter what, man, it's, it is. And Seth, Seth said it. This is only week two of the season. It's 15 you know, more games. There's a lot of games left. But the more important thing is we've got two more games games coming up within the conference you know what I mean so I think that's that's critical to think about first and foremost conference you know we've already we're one in one division now we still got to think about the AFC you know with Las Vegas coming up next and then Indy after that you know it's important games so honestly you just got to bury it but you do have to bury this game I don't even know how much the film they're going to watch I think what I would do is I'm coach flow is I'm just going through individual group meeting walkthroughs and you just look at your mistakes. We don't need to watch as a team. We know what we did and what we didn't do. You know, so they have to let it go. My problem is, you know, when I played, there's a few guys we get beat. We never got beat like this, but you know, except for that playoff game. You know, guys are gonna be trying to get out and about tonight. I would be I'd hate to go to Publix right now. I wouldn't stop and get <laughs> gas right now. I was telling a story today where I was like, we lost a game here and I was running out of gas. I I was running late, so I <laughs> I I, I couldn't even get gas. So I was barely on, had any gas. And I went to the, after the game, after we lost, I went over here and got some gas. And these dudes was giving me the business. <laughs> like, man, you know, we, man, what happened today, you know? I hope these guys have that same sense that what happened today. Have a little sense of pride in themselves. Get up in the morning, you know, hang out tonight at home. Get up and get ready to go look at some film on their own. And get ready for, to, to make some corrections. Because there's a million corrections to make. Somebody was talking about, you know, the drop passes, they got a jugs machine and all this stuff. Yeah, they got a jugs machine. But you know what? There's not a, a, a corner or a safety or a linebacker bearing down on you when you're about to get hit, you know? So there's a lot of things that were physical mistakes. And that's what physical mistakes become an issue when you're dropping passes, you know, fumbling the ball, things like that. Mental mistakes are the ones that I think are easier to correct, but I think you can draw it up. But these physical mistakes, they got to get out of their own heads, Big Seth. And I think that's an issue I'm seeing right now. Well, I'll take your word for it, right? If anybody knows what, what it's going to take to make that happen, it would be you. Um, but I also think that a lot of these guys, particularly with the drops, are guys that we have seen make those catches in the past. So 
I, I hope that this is not a trend and this is something that, that we literally, as you said, as you burn the game plan, burn the game film, and we don't see those drops again. I, I was saying to you guys before we got on air here, and it, I know it sounds silly in a 35 to nothing loss, but I did not feel that Buffalo was overwhelmingly more talented than the Miami Dolphins today. You know, if you look across the board, there were some outstanding performances, but I didn't feel that this was just a, a grossly overmatched team, except in one place. I, I do leave this game with concerns about the offensive line play. Their defensive front not only dominated our, our offensive line, but, but guys were getting hurt, starting with Tua. And, and so, you know, that, that's a hard way to not just win a football game, but to get through a football game if you get destroyed in the trenches. So that is a concern. I know on Twitter our fans had questions about the offensive line the previous week, but they held up and they made it happen when it mattered. Today was definitely a problem. And it was a lot of the same problems, too. Early in that game, when two was still in the game, both the first two sacks came from a safety and a slot cornerback. And ironically, I had asked Tua this week in a press conference, how do you deal with these two safeties they have that fly all over the place, they mix it up, they, they basically are interchangeable in terms of their job? And he said, yeah, those two guys kind of spark the defense. They can come and show pressure, they can spin out, they can rotate. And he talked about that. And sure enough, there they are on that first drive showing up, and then he yes, comes back did. later and gets that fourth down uh, hit and is back from A.J. Epinesa, who's a big, big defensive end, man. He's, he's quite a load. Actually, we're going to go ahead and come back to that here in just one second, continue this thought because we have Brian Flores at the podium. We're going to go ahead and go to the Miami Dolphins head coach at his post-game press conference right now. I thought that we, we you know, the preparation uh, was good. We didn't execute. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, um, you know, in any phase. You know, when you have drops, when you have misassignments, when you have mental errors, when you have, um, you know, fumbles and you, know, you lack ball security, I mean, like, we didn't play well. I thought the preparation, you know, um, I thought we had a good week of prep, obviously not good enough, and I, I got to do a better job of getting us prepared. Um, but we didn't execute. I think that was, that was what it was, you know, more than anything. I think if, um, yeah, we got we to do a better job of executing. I got to do a better job of getting us um to a point where we can execute better. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I mean, I, we'll, we'll have more information tomorrow. Um, both tough guys, I know they'll do everything they can to get back out there, but, um, well, you know. Do you think all the draw passes today has something to do with maybe the wide receivers not knowing Jacoby's rhythm or anything like that? I mean, there's a lot that, that plays into it, but throwing and catching, um, you know, that's kind of a fundamental that we talk about. You know, that's it. That's, you know, if the ball's there, I think we should, you know, have an opportunity um, or give ourselves, if we, we're given an opportunity to catch it, we got to catch it, you know, whether, you know, whoever's throwing the ball. We get enough reps with Jacoby and the other receivers that, you know, we, we you know, I don't want to use that as an excuse. You have a veteran backup, of course, in Jacoby. Where's the team's confidence should you need him uh, next week against the Raiders? I mean, you know, we'll see where we're at with Tua. Um, but, you know, like any position, you know, if he's not able to go, and like we've dealt with this for, you know, with COVID, with injuries, I mean, this is kind of something that's it's not new to anyone. Um, the next guy's got to play. And that's, you know, it's the case with me as well. Look, I mean, guys are disappointed. Um, 
as you know, I mean, any conversation I have with the you know, players, I try to keep private. But guys are disappointed. I'm disappointed. But, you know, I think we got to do uh, – we, we, we need to uh, just regroup, come in tomorrow, make the corrections, and, you know, start fresh Wednesday and get ready for um, our next opponent, which is going to be another tough game on the road. I think there's we need we need to we need to just do a better job of executing. You know, I think if we do that, then things take care of themselves. Um, you know, every, it's hard. Every 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 week is hard in this league. So, um, you know, but you know, give them credit. They do they, they did a great job today. Um, they played well in all three phases, and um, we've got to be better. We'll talk. We'll talk through that this week. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that two is back, and um, we don't have to kind of go go into that. Uh, but we'll talk about that this week. Um, yeah, I mean, right now we don't. You know, on the roster, we don't have anyone. I mean, we have Reed Sinet on the practice squad, um, but we would, you know, have to make a move to do that. So hopefully, we don't have to. Yeah, we had a plan. We have a third. We have a third quarterback. Thanks. And there you have Brian Flores at the press conference. After the game, Dolphins lose this one, 35-30 to Buffalo. And just real quick there, Seth, any, any takeaway from Coach Flores' press conference there? A little bit of, I guess, encouraging news, saying we hope to get Tua back next week. We won't know until tomorrow. But it sounded more encouraging than, you know, something more dire, obviously. Yeah, look, I, I have to imagine Coach Flores wants to do what he is uh, responsible for here is to talk to the media and get out of there as quickly as possible <laughs> and then start watching film, right? And, you know, he's, he's going he's gonna to break this down quickly and he's going to want to get in guys behind on Monday, I'd imagine, Juice. And then he wants to focus on Las Vegas, you know, and, and that, that's really it. I, you know, one of the questions was, do you have this concern about getting over the hump and, and Buffalo? And, uh, you know, to me – his focus can't be how do we beat the Buffalo Bills. He's not going to see them again for weeks, for months. His focus has to be how do we beat the Las Vegas Raiders. You deal with that on Halloween. That's, that's when the next game is against the Buffalo that's Bills. That's exactly right. you got to put them in the rearview mirror. It's an important game coming up. Raiders just beat the Steelers today as well, so they are 2-0 and to get off to the start, the fast start in their season. A couple of victories over AFC North clubs there. Maybe Juice going out west can be a bit of a positive for this team because I remember last year they started off 1-3, and three, and I, I spoke to Kyle Van Noy at the time, Dolphins linebacker, about when the kind of gelling moment happened for this team, and he had mentioned it was that trip out to San Francisco. So maybe maybe a trip, a road a road trip and a break from South Florida could be a positive. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we, we, we do well when we go out west. We also do well away from home, man, because uh, very, very few distractions. So hopefully that helps out. Guys can focus in on game plan, what they have to do to, 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 to correct the mistakes they've made. So, and I think that's important. And, and I'm going to tell you this, man. Coach Flo is going to get it done. Yeah, he's not going to settle for that, obviously. He's, he's too good of a coach. He's got too good of a staff. You know, and the players are receptive of what they talk about. 
So there will be a lot of corrections. If they're not corrections, there will be replacements. So that's the way it's going to go down this week, you know, and the guys better be tuned in uh, because it's going to be a, a rough week. It's going to be a really rough week. It'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how the offensive line looks next week if there's a bit of a shuffle up front. Coach Flores always talks about playing the best five guys, so we'll see if it remains. Jesse Davis at right tackle. Liam Eikenberg came in for an injured Jesse Davis. He did in that first half there, so we'll see if that's the case. But we're going to break this down further, dissect a little bit more here. Look for some positives maybe if there are any in a 35-0 game. I don't know if there are. We'll, we'll try to find them. But, again, Ooh. final score above. Buffalo 35, Miami 0. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins post-game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Have an extra couple of minutes? Try Totino's Pizza Rolls in the air fryer for extra crispy deliciousness. Mm, those crispy bite-sized, poppable bursts of pizza. Totino's Pizza Rolls. It's Totino's or game over. Guys, 35 nothing, fall to 1-1 one one on the season. Another oh. loss to these Buffalo Bills, but I'm going to try to do it here for you because we have to find some type of silver lining. I'll go to you first, Seth. And we'll come back to my larger point. I want to talk about some of the younger guys you thought might have played well in this game. We kind of talked about one position group having a, a good game. So what do you think you saw positive from this Dolphins team? Yeah, again, you sound a little crazy when you're finding the positives Always. here in a 35 nothing loss. But the secondary, and we expect that. That's, that's, uh, there's some premium players in that secondary. But the young guys, I was really impressed with Javon Holland. I mean, he looked aggressive. He looked athletic. Everything that we heard about when he was selected, everything that we heard about during camp, um, I think you saw that today against a quality football team. And when you're getting your head bashed in like that, Juice, and guys don't quit and guys are playing up until the final whistle and they're still trying to make plays, that, that tells you that it does mean something to them. And I think that's only going to pay off as you progress through the season. Yeah, you know, and I think, I mean, honestly, let's, let's be real here. Our defense is where our bread is buttered. No question. Know? And, um, you know, so those guys, you know, and adding a guy like Javon Holland, man, it, it, it's just going to help us out tremendously. And it's good to see the young guy get in there and make some plays, you know, with X and Byron on the outside. Um, you know, our, our biggest thing that we're still dealing with, I think, is the, the inability to get off the field on third downs, you know, the inability to stop the run at times. Uh, what, the, what the Buffalo did so well that we did not, they stayed ahead to change, man. They were, they were in manageable situations all right. the time. And that's because there's, you know, not a lot of pressure, not a lot of stop tackles for losses, not a lot of tackles for zero yards. You know, so they did a good job of staying ahead to change. But the, your, that young secondary, you know, and, and Javon, who, are, who I love as a player like you talk about, Seth. Uh, he had a heck of a game, man. But he had a lot of opportunities, you know. Our guys had they a lot did. of opportunities. <laughs> On defense. You know? They so got it's a lot like, of reps. Yeah, there. they got a lot of reps. So hopefully you see some come out of there where they make a play, you know. Um, but I, I, I do like them. And there's going to be – there's going to be – you said it best, Travis. That there's going to be some shakeups. I don't know what. It's going to be on both sides of the ball, I'm sure. It could be in, in special teams as well. There's going to be some shakeups this year. I mean, this week coming up. And, you know, guys going to be – it's going to be a t – you know what I like? I mean, Tuesday, if, if I'm Coach Flo, I got 40 guys in there getting the workout in. 40? 40. <laughs> that means I got every position checked. Covered. That's a lot of phone calls. I'll, right? I'll fly them all yeah, in right now. I don't know COVID protocols tell you. You get 40 Chris guys. Chris should be on the phone right now. Just, just to, you know, if not to make replacements. Just for optics? Yeah, exactly okay. right. Let them know that, yo, it, this is this job is, is day so to day. It's day to day up in here. No scholarship. It's not, this, just because, you know, next week is not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. You That's know, fair. And I think that no matter what, these guys, some guys might get a little comfortable. Um, they shouldn't be comfortable right now. They should be at home watching film right now. Uh, but I, I, I do love Javon Holland. You hate to see a guy that, that, that deep in the secondary having to make so many plays for you. 
You know, you'd like to see your linebackers in front four make some plays for you. And I think they did a, a, a decent job. Um, but same time, no man, the secondary is something we can, we, can, we can like. They did a great job in the first half. They did a really good job in the first half. They, we have to finish games as an offense, but they have to finish the game, too. They gave up too much late. Yeah, look, if you capitalize on some of those scoring opportunities instead of turning the ball over or getting stopped in, in short yardage, fourth down situations, is it a different game? Is it a different game plan? Yeah. Is, is Buffalo able to play in the second half the way that they were able to in this game? So, uh, you know, I, I think that has to be taken into consideration, Juice. A few points here, Juice. You mentioned possible shakeups, and we talk about the young guys that we thought had some good showings in this game, and, you know, I'll, I'll drop a Coach Flores on you here. i got to see the tape before I can really give you a, a takeaway <laughs> I was on waiting the offensive for it. line. I don't want to see the tape, Travis. Yeah, well, I've seen enough. You don't want to, but, you know, you, you do it. you got to get the whole picture in there, right? So just thinking about a couple of, of moves you could make conceivably, talking about Javon Holland last week playing 24 snaps in that game. I, I think he was probably out there for a lot more in this one, but he could be a guy you elevate. Maybe a Liam Eichenberg finds a starting role on the offensive line. You know, Coach always talks about playing your five best guys. Maybe that's the direct direction you go. Another point you made, Seth, was the big run to start the game, and that was something that in the game preview on the Drive Time podcast this week that I said the Bills have been content in the past to just be a passing team and not even really put the running game into consideration. They've, they've had success that way. So to give up a 46-yard rushing touchdown off the jump, I thought that really kind of set a, a certain tone to the game in terms of the balance and being more concerned about Devin Singletary. And then my final point here, guys, to kind of belabor the point, you, you talked about the, the strength of this team being the secondary. I was really curious coming into this game because, you know, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Jason McCourty played really well last week, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Nick Needham, Justin Coleman. There are so many guys on this defense in the secondary that have accomplished resumes, but this defense also was known for its ability to put pressure on the quarterback through the blitz. So how would they do it? And I thought in that first half, they played a lot of seven-man coverage, only rushing four guys. And there were some instances where you saw Allen kind of reach back for that fastball and, and try to drill one in there. And it was a tough window, a, t a tight window throw to try to thread. And he missed a few of those. And that's how the Dolphins' defense was able, Juice, to kind of, you, you know, you mentioned they stay on schedule. But Miami got off the field a few times. And I think the Bills had eight or nine first-half drives, and they only scored on two of them. So defense did all their work to keep the team in the game. They did, did it through a what I thought was a successful coverage scheme, and Brian Flores said at that press conference, you guys heard it, we didn't execute it. I have to do a better job of getting us where we can execute better. So maybe he thinks, Juice, the plan was good, execution not so much. 1,000%. That's exactly what he's saying. And, 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 and the plan was was good. You know, bottom line is, you know, I thought we, we talked about early in the week that they might come with the Pittsburgh idea of not, not blitzing, playing coverage, sending four guys. But honestly, you got a guy like Josh Allen, man. If we can't get there with our four, we're, we're in trouble with a guy like that. He's playing seven on seven, you know. And seven on seven, usually offense wins in seven on seven. You know, no pass rush, no, no nothing like that, you know. So I, I think it does always comes down to execution. You know, when, when teams that are not supposed to win beat teams that, you know, that they're not supposed to, you know, that usually comes down to ex execution. But when you got a team that's already favored to beat you and you don't execute, you get beat 35 nothing. You know, and I think that's what, you know, what Buffalo did. They went out there and executed while we did not. You know, they had some tough drives and they had some tough situations, but they were able to manage it, you know, whereas when we had those situations, we weren't. They had a couple turnovers compared to our where we had three turnovers, but they also had six sacks, yep. you know, yep. to our one sack. You know, they also got, you know, I think, what, two, two for three or three for four on fourth down or whatever, whatever, whatever it might have been, you know. We didn't do those things. We had a, we had a rough day in terms of execution. And that's huge when you're in a game like that, man. When you're playing against a team like Buffalo, like I talked about earlier, the cream of the crop, if you don't execute, you get beat down. I, I thought the most evident 
the the most evident that situation was at the end of the game was when Jacoby Brissett was just trying to run out the string there, down 35 points, and you saw him kind of jumping into passes, and, and he would kind of tap the feet around and get, you know, I think Seth called it, was a disco feet or something to that effect or yeah. whatever, whatever. I don't know the, if that was me. I, I said it, yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I, I missed up, mixed up my host there, guys. We, yeah. we do that sometimes. Here I right wasn't there. from the disco era. Juice has a couple years on me. <laughs> well, that was the case. I, I thought that was indicative of how the game went because in that instance, you know, just a quarterback that's uncomfortable is not a quarterback that can succeed, and I thought that was the case throughout the course of this game. Let's go ahead and pause for 10 seconds here so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOW HD2 Miami, WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. And Odyssey Station. So let's go ahead and finish up that point there, Juice. I was talking about, you know, the, the quarterback not looking comfortable, and it, it was the case really early on in this game. How do you kind of find a way to make an adjustment when that's the case? Because we, we talked about free rushers. I mean, Matt Milano, the Bill line, Buffalo Bills linebacker, was coming up the middle, and I saw, you know, Miles Gaskin was trying to stick in there and get his face in the fan, and it's a tough matchup for him. But then you leave yourself vulnerable off the outside. So, like, it just – it all seemed to go wrong. Is is there a, a way to correct that in game, or is it just kind of one of those cases where you're beat from the go or go? Well, there is a way to correct it, but I'm going to tell you what. Miles is going to get t- – he's going to get challenged the rest of the season. Yep. You know, he's not the biggest back. He's a tough back. He is. But trust me, these other teams are going to start sending some big linebackers down the chute and see if Miles can handle. Even if they don't get to the quarterback, it's going to make them dance around. You know, the quarterback's got to be comfortable that that, that block's going to get taken care of. And so far, it hasn't been getting taken care of. So that's going to make him move off the spot. It's going to make him throw the ball on the ground. It's going to make him throw errant passes. You know, it's going to make him throw or move before they really need to. So that's got to get that's got to get secured. And I'm going to tell you what, it's a copycat league, Big Seth. It's a copycat league. Sure. And if they see we can't protect, if we got to bring a linebacker and the back's got to pick him up and the back's not getting driven into the quarterback's lap, it's going to happen week after week after week until they make the adjustment. And 15 games to go a long way to get that thing corrected, but that's the positive thing about this. Last year's team, 1-3, and three, bounced back and won nine of the final 12 games. So hopefully this team can have a similar impact after the first two games. 1-1, one and one, that's a positive. Yeah, Heading absolutely. into week three. All's not lost. All's yeah, not lost, I, I was going to say, we're not, it's not, not, we're, not gonna, we're not killing this team. This team, is a, we're, we're a good team. We're a really good team. Coach said it best. We had a bad, we had a bad day across the board. It happens. Sometimes it happens. Well, Again, it happened today. But, but, again, 15 more opportunities. Exactly. And, yeah, two more, one more than last year, right? So, right. again, final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Buffalo 35, Miami 0. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. The Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you will not miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your tickets securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few steps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And, guys, we're going to hear from Xavier and Howard here coming up in just a moment, and we kind of talked about some positives off the end of that last segment with some of the younger guys stepping up in the Dolphins secondary. I just want to talk about the Xavier and Howard interception because the Dolphins once again extend their NFL leading takeaway streak to 24 games with a pair of takeaways in this game. But, man, Seth, that Xavier and Howard pick is kind of what he does. Undercuts the crossing route and somehow finds a way to make a miraculous catch. It looks like a receiver out there catching the football. Yeah, it's it's kind of un, uncanny to watch it happen. And, you know, he was in good position there, but – you thought there was enough room for Allen to, to get it in there. And, you know, right in the middle of the field too, Juice. I mean, that's where, you know, you made yeah. a lot of money in the middle of that field. 
I don't know how a guy recovers like that and then gets his hands. It just it seemed like the ball was in front of him, and somehow he found it. And I will just say this. Your best players need to make plays, and he shows up every single week. We know it was a huge story this offseason, mm-hmm. uh, the contract and then the renegotiated contract. Coach Flores talked about it being something that was unprecedented and never been done before this quickly. There's a reason you do it for a guy like that. There's a reason that a team that is, um, I don't want to say set in their ways, but Coach Flores has a belief system. Chris Greer has a belief system. They have a process, and, and it's been working for them. But they, 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 they made an exception, and they made it for the right guy, and he yeah. just continues to reward this team with top-notch play. Yeah, man, X going to give it to you all, every game, man. <laughs> there it is. X going to give it to you, man. He, he really does, man. And it's so frustrating for, for wide receiver – Myself to see a DV making plays and catches like that when my my dudes that get paid to do it the other oh, way, man. you know, put them on the ground like that. Oh, about that you know, next segment. Yeah, well, you know, X is X is that dude, man. And you know, when you look at both of them, him and Byron, you know, they're top two receivers at six catches today for just over a hundred yards. That's that's having a, that's a good day. That's a really good day. When you're talking about you know Stephon Diggs who who burns us all the time. You talk about Emmanuel Sanders who's had some big plays in, in the past. Sure, you know. They did a they did a solid job against those guys, and that and that, that's 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 encouraging. And, and and I agree with you, Juice. And I will also say I think the easy or the lazy uh, take on that would be to say, well, it was thirty five nothing. They didn't have to throw the ball as much. They threw the ball yes. thirty three times. They, they did not let off the gas, as you said. They threw a deep pass and one that I think X probably wishes he could have back. They threw a deep pass late in the game. This Buffalo continued right. to try and pour it on, so it wasn't like those guys had the second half off by right. any stretch. Right. There's of no way X thought they would, you know, being up that much, they would take a shot like that. Yeah. It's, it's really like you know bearing the team at the end. You you, it's, it's, I, it's, I, you know, let's put it what it's disrespectful what they did. Honestly, they should have ran it, ran it, ran it. Possibly, you know. These are some things that you have as a, as a team. You, you take notes and stuff like that. They're at, what, 28 nothing at that point, and they, th- they throw a bomb in the fourth quarter. Come on, man. Is that how it's going to be played right now? I, I mean, I guess. You, guess, uh, you know what? So now they got to stop taking notes, though, and making some plays against Well, now it's time to get somebody, somebody banged up. Somebody's going, somebody should get hurt in that situation. Right. You know what I mean? Trick so, or treat. I mean, that's a, the old school, game, old, old school way of doing things. You know, that somebody gets hurt. Think about baseball back in the day, you know. You, you hit my guy, you, or you do something like that, you bat flip. You, you bat flip down seven runs in the ninth inning, the next guy's going to get plucked. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to get plucked from Buffalo in October. And this rivalry seems to be getting more and more chippy as we go along. There were some moments there just where it was starting to get heated, and I think you know Brandon Jones had a couple of run-ins on the sideline with Josh Allen. He got flagged for one of those, and they were starting to get chippy and, and some of the fighting back and forth. I always love to watch Solomon Kinley because he's always mixing it up with guys and kind of getting in their face. I saw one moment towards the end of the game after that final Bills touchdown. I'm not sure why we're doing this after you know a fifth touchdown of the game. Right. Christian Wilkins <laughs> right. tried to snatch uh, Josh Allen's flag, or his not his flag, his, it would have been a flag if it was flag football, his yeah. towel yeah. out of his waistband. It's so. immature. That's immaturity right there too. We got a Christian does that sometimes. But that's okay. He's a hell of a player, so you know some guys can get away with that. But you take the good with the bad, right? The timing in that play, you want the timing the game when the game's the way it is. Come on, man. But yeah, I, th- I mean, Xavier Howard. We talk about him to kind of finish up the segment here. He almost had a second pick on the late in the game as well, where he kind of baited Josh Allen into a throw, kind of like we talked about with playing coverage, where you kind of get four guys get pressure, and then you try to force him into a tough throw. He's a guy that I can make every throw on the planet, and he yeah. he probably can. So I don't blame him for thinking that way. But that's how you can kind of get him into some mistakes and capitalize and 
and get takeaways, and that's how you beat that Buffalo Bills team. Didn't quite happen today, despite the fact they got two takeaways. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium was 35-0. to Buffalo takes down Miami. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. On the Miami Dolphins radio network. Dolphins games always play here in Miami. AM 560, FM 99.9, HD2, The Joe, WQAM. Have an extra couple of minutes? Try Totino's Pizza Rolls in the air fryer for extra crispy deliciousness. Those crispy, bite-sized, poppable bursts of pizza. Totino's Pizza Roll, it's Totino's or game over. Dolphins fall to Buffalo 35-0 here in the home opener of 2021, and Jacoby Brissett comes off the bench to go 24 for 40 with 169 yards, a touchdown, or no touchdown passes rather, an interception, four sacks taken, a passer rating of 59.3. He was at the podium post game for his press conference. Let's go ahead and throw it to Dolphins backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, obviously, you never want to see a player go down, especially one of your teammates, uh, you know, and, you know, thinking about him right now. But, um, I mean, I don't want to sound bad, but, you know, it's part of the game and uh, just being ready to go. And, you know, my number was called. It wasn't my first time in this situation. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no, we, we just got off the field and I showered real fast and got here. So I'm sure I'll talk to him later. Still standing up here smiling, so <laughs> got another game next week. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we definitely, I mean, in the NFL, you know, you're going to throw the ball to everybody. Uh, so, uh, like I said, it was one one week, uh, you know, and, you know, now we get another opportunity to correct it and go out and, and um, you know, get better from there. Uh, as far as what? Well, yeah, that's what we're wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you right now. I got to go back and watch the film and then, you know, be really, uh, really be able to assess it. But, you know, uh, yeah, can't do that. Uh, it's, it's hard to put a, you know, put your thumb on it right now. I mean, like, obviously, like, everything didn't go right. Um, and, uh, you know, everything didn't go wrong. But, um, you know, we just got to find a way to, to see what we did well and, and, you know, build off of that. Uh, you know, it's going to be, be, you know, very important that we watch this film, be critical of ourselves and, and uh, you know, and try to build off that, build off our good place. Say it again, sir. What do you mean by stand out? Oh, that's hard. I mean, they were just coming. I don't know what, what kind of how to answer that. Sorry. So were you expecting that level of aggression from this team? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's the NFL. It's a division game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to go back and we're going to see it and we're going to see the, the small things that we messed up on that we know we could have did right, you know, myself included, and, um, you know, correct it for next time. I mean, they do that. That's that's Buffalo's defense. Uh, you know, when you turn on the film and they 
you know, they showed that on film. Um, you know, we were prepared for it. I mean, obviously, it, it didn't show that we were prepared for it. But, um, you know, so like I said about like the last question, I mean, you go back and you look at those small details when we said that we had the answer for these plays, um, you know, and just going back and correcting it. Say it again, sorry. You start over. Uh, well, I don't refer to myself as a backup quarterback for one. Uh, for two, uh, still. But uh, for two, um, you know, it's. I mean, I'm always throwing the ball. Uh, just keeping my arm loose because you never know. Like, like I said, I mean, injuries happen in this league. Uh, so, you know, you always got to be ready. So just on the sideline, I'm, I'm throwing constantly as much as possible, keeping my legs warm because, I mean, obviously you guys see me go with the quarterback sneak, so I still got to be ready. So, uh, um, yeah. We don't, we don't know, of course, yet if you'll be starting next Sunday or even multiple games, but how would you describe your you know, comfort level at the moment with your teammates, with the offense, with operating the, the Dolphins offense? Uh, I mean, it's obviously work in progress. You're never done until you're done. Uh, but uh, I feel good. I mean, I, I, you know, we build off of the, the good plays from this this week. Um, you know, go to go back to work. Go back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, we got a good division. I mean, not a division, but a good game coming up. Uh, so uh, it'd be be interesting. Jacoby, were they blitzing you as much too? I mean, when you process what they did against your offense as opposed to the start of the game, were they blitzing you as much? Well, I pretty much got in at the start of the game. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they came out and played what we saw on film, honestly. Uh, it was no different. Uh, I mean, probably a couple more extra pressures. Uh, but for the most part, you know, they came out and played what we thought they were going to do. How would you approach the week or two of camp at all? Uh, like every week. Uh, you know, I prepare as a story. I mean, uh, the story, I mean, I know that's cliche, but I mean, that's how I live my life. Uh, because you never know. I, like I said, I've been in these situations before, and um, you know I think that served me well. You said earlier you don't think about yourself in the back of the court. How do you think of what you call yourself? What do you think of yourself as? I'm, I'm a starter. There was a lot of drop passes today. Did you say anything to your receivers? You guys have a conversation about that at all? Yeah, we'll get better next time. Uh, you know, it can't. It's not always on the receiver. I mean, sometimes it's on me. Bad ball, but. Um, you know, go like I said, go back and watch the film. You know, get another week of preparation. Uh, you know, to get out there. You know, continue to throw, continue to drop bomb and catch balls. And you know, I mean, it's early in the season, second game of the season, so it's not like it's, the house is burning. It was a big one in the end zone, Parker. Uh, had to go through San Francisco, particularly deflating at that point because he cut it down to 14-7. Oh no, that's not deflating. I mean, it's, it's too early in the game for it. I don't, it's never deflating. I mean, it's, it's part of the game. Drops part of the game. Bad throws part of the game. Uh, you know, I think he responded well. He came out and made some more plays. So, um, yeah. Uh, clearly, you're confident and you see yourself as a starter. Why not go to an organization that is going to give you a chance to compete for the job? Uh, I think in this NFL, nobody gives you anything, right? I mean, you got to go out there and compete and, and be ready when your opportunity comes, however it comes. Uh, you know, you just got to go out there when you get your opportunity and make the most of it. Kobe, what approach have you taken throughout your career in communication uh, with the offensive line. Obviously, sometimes things go real well, sometimes they don't. Uh, how do you, as a quarterback, try to help the situation? Um, 
I mean, it's it's not just on them. It's on it's on me. It's on the receivers. It's on the running backs. So and and that's what you know. As an offense, that's what we understand. It's just not on the O line. I mean, you go out there and they're like, like oh, it's the O lines. It's not it's not them. It's sometimes it's, I got to throw the ball. Sometimes somebody got to get open. Sometimes somebody the backs got to get the guy. So it's it's a mixture of everybody. So um, I think in my career, when those things have happened, it's always just going back and just like, hey, like. Let's just not put the finger point and put this on one group or one person, and let's just all see how we can help the situation. Uh, I mean, like I said, go out there, prepare, and, and make the most of it. Um, I mean, yeah, they this. He was a starter, so I, it's no shock that they did that. I think they do that around the league, but uh, that's no excuse. Uh, you know, you go out there and, and compete, and you work hard, and you, you know, I mean, obviously it'll be geared towards me, or you know, so, um, and you just go out there and play football. Final question. Yeah, have a good one. So there you have Dolphins quarterback today, Jacoby Brissett, addressing to the media after the 35-0 loss. We're going to come back and react to that in hour number two here on the Miami Dolphins' fifth quarter postgame show. Again, the final score, Buffalo 35, Miami 0. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins' postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 